And uh, the Rebbe has explained to us, in, in, his test is, as we said, where the Mimer takes a real turn into a whole new level of understanding and what happens. So in, in, in Ois test, what happens? So the Rebbe asked the question, the, the whole notion of Kibbul Yehudim, of accepting the Torah and Purim in a deeper way than in a time of Matan Torah, which the Friedrich Rebbe explained was based on the fact that at the time of Purim there was Mesir Nefesh. If you look carefully at those Psukim, you see that that all happened. Those Psukim are after the, after the miracle, right? meaning things are good for the Jews. Right. So based on that, right? in other words, the, the Mesiris Nefesh, we understood, was based on Kossis, based on things being terrible. And there was tremendous Mesiris Nefesh in the time of Purim. Right? For a full year, the Yidin were Mesir Nefesh. But those Psukim of, of Kimu Vakiblu and Kiblu Yehudim, those Psukim are mentioned after the transformation from bad times to good times. So what's the Kabbalah Satara at the in the good times? So the Rebbe explained that that means there must be two different levels of Kabbalah Satara at the time of Purim. There's the Kabbalah Satara at the time of the Gezeda, the time of the decree. That's one thing. And then there's the Kabbalah Satara after the miracle, because that's when the Psukim are. And the Rebbe didn't explain what those two are. He just said there must be these two different levels. Similarly, there are two different levels of Mesiris Nefesh. And we'll use the words that ultimately we end up using at the end of at the end of Tess and, and in Yud. That there's a level of mysterious nefesh that we'll call mysterious nefesh. What's that? A response to a negative situation in Gullus. Kosis, the crushedness of Gullus, brings the person to a state of connection to Etzim and the Shama, but that that's called mysterious nefesh. And that's what the Jews ex- expressed in the first that whole year of the time of the Gezeda, the decree of Haman. But there's a level higher than that. What's that level higher? And this is what the Rebbe explains, in, well, he explains it in Tess also, but he, he, uh, he talks about it more fully in Yud. The level higher, and this is the level that we've been calling Kosi Slama'or, as opposed to Mesiris Nefesh, in order to differentiate between these two levels, that's the level that the Yid is crushed, not by virtue of the situation in Golis, and again, this, this is very, very explained very clearly in Tess, not by the situation in Golis, but by the essential existence of Golis. And why? Because the ruts and amiti of every single Jew is that a Kodesh Baruch should be revealed, and a Kodesh Baruch is not revealed, and that crushes the Jew. And that connects the Jew with the deepest, deepest place in him. That's mamish, the essence of his soul. The deepest place in Etzim. Right? That's what the Rebbe explained. Right? So there's two levels. Mesir's Nefesh and Kosti's Lamar. In that context, the Rebbe said, there can be a state of Mesir's Nefesh that doesn't affect the conscious reality of the person. It simply affects the way they behave for a certain period of time. That doesn't mean that they're not being Mesir's Nefesh. They are. What they're doing is amazing and incredible. But, that being said, it's not bringing about a complete change in who they are. It's bringing about a complete change in how they act, temporarily. Right? But once the need for Mesiris Nefesh is no longer there, the, 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 the Mesiris Nefesh will disappear. And they'll revert back, basically, to who they were before. Right? And the Rebbe says that that, that, uh, the, that might affect the... the um, it, it doesn't affect the, the essential state of 
the keiches geluim of their revealed powers. Right? It affects the way the revealed powers are behaving, but it doesn't affect the actual their their actual being. Right? They don't change. Right? That means again, when the mesiris nefesh, there's no need for the mesiris nefesh, so then they revert back to their to their original their original state. Right? Now, obviously, again, we mentioned it, but it's important to mention so people don't get the wrong idea. Obviously, they're they're affected by this event. Right? These events have affected them, and they're serious people, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But are they someone who you could say is mesir nefesh every day of their life, relative in terms of their relationship with the kaddish baruch No, they're yid like anybody else. Right? Serious person, serious person, no question. Right? Meisur nefesh, not necessarily. Okay, so that's that's what the Rebbe told us in in Yud. Right? And we got down to the bottom. Uh, no, we, we finished Yud. We finished Yud. Taka. We finished Yud, and we said we would do the just do the end of Yud again. Right, and uh, one more point relative to the two different levels. The Rebbe said there's one level of Mesiris Nefesh where it's like a Dover Neusaf. It's like some something additional to the nature of the person. Right? They're acting that way, but it doesn't much become them. That's how the Rebbe described it, Dover Neusaf, as opposed to something that affects the essence of their revealed powers. So let's start with the last words on page Kuflam Advav Al Pizeh, based on this. Yesh we can say, to bechinas ma'or, this level of ma'or, the neshamer shemisgalis that's revealed al yedei mesiris nefesh, which is not kasis lamar, right? We're distinguishing between those two. So that's the first level. What's that? He etzim and neshamer. This is the essence of the soul. Kemeshi he mugderes as it is defined. And if you define something, so then to a certain extent you're limiting it. Pshitus is a difficult word to translate into English. be interesting to know how it is translated in the translation of this Maimar or other Maimarim. Obviously, what? I think I literally just saw it from the limitations. No, is the opposite of limitations. Pshitus is a state of, from the word Pashut, simplicity. Right? The opposite of complexity. Now you say that's simplicity. Okay, fine, but simplicity tends to mean something. You don't think of something simplistic as being lofty. Pshitus is a state beyond complexity, meaning a state of absolute unity, absolute oneness. It's Kodesh Baruch. You and I are complex beings, composite beings, made up of all sorts of different things that go together to make up one thing, but that one thing isn't essentially one. Many, 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 many things put together to be one. Whether those things are conceptual, like the person's intellect and the person's uh, personality and the person's imagination and all of that, it's one aspect of us put together. Or also just all the physical stuff, right? All these, you know, hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands and millions and billions of little things all floating around together that end up being one human being. So that's the opposite of pshitus. Right. So pshitus is a state of absolute simple unity. Right. So there's a level of the neshama that's completely beyond or the beyond the expression of the individual powers of the soul. Right. So when we talk about etzim and neshama, we'll say, oh, it's beyond the level of soul as it expresses itself in the body. That's true. That's one aspect of etzim, right? 
Then the Rebbe says there's a level, uh, 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 an even higher level of etz. So that's the level of etz, and that, so to speak, is up there. Right? It's the essence of our soul that, so to speak, is up there. There's also the second level of ma'or, of the essence of the neshama. And this is what's revealed through this level of kosis, the second level, not the level of mysterious nefesh, but the level of kosis. Based on the fact that we're found in galas. Right? This is the level of etzim and neshama. As it is sourced in the essence of a kaddish baruch Hu, therefore completely and totally beyond any geder, any definition, and any limitation whatsoever. There's a level of neshama of etzim and neshama, which is the fifth level of the soul, meaning it relates to the to the other four. What does that mean? It's higher than them. It's beyond them, and it's mugdar that way. It's defined that way. Then there's a level of etzim and neshama, which is a state of absolute essential being. And that level isn't limited in any way, shape, or form, isn't defined in any way, shape, or form, and is actually the etzim of every single level of the neshama. It's the essence of all levels of the soul. So it's found everywhere. That's the level of Kostis Lamar. So basically, the Rebbe just said, in Atzmus, we've talked about this before, in Atzmus, there's two levels. In etzim and neshama, there's two levels. The etzim that is the source of and higher than the other, source, the other levels of the soul, and then etzim, which is just the essential level of the soul as it's connected to the Abishtha in an essential way. Mesiris Nefesh is, ex- is the expression of that first level. Kosis Lamar is the expression of that second level. And by now in the Mimer, if we don't know the difference between Mesiris Nefesh and Kosis Lamar, so we're missing the point that the Rebbe's been talking about since his test. Right? We just went over it all now. Again. Right? Okay? I mean, if you don't understand that, so you're going to have to take some time, start at his test, and learn it again. So, now the Rebbe starts explaining things that haven't been explained yet because we're very close to the end of the Bible. V'yesh l'kasha zeh, we can, yud alef, we can connect this, imam b'vur ba'maimer, with that which is explained in the Maimer, Frida Rebbe's Maimer, but Pedush Akosov in the in the pasuk va'ata tetzav has bnei Yisrael that you connect the Jewish people to Ordein Sof v'yikwe lech Hashem and Zayisach. We never understood how Am Yisrael brings about an elevation in Moshe. That part we never explained. We said that's pshat in the pasuk. We never explained that. The Rebbe's about to explain that also. What's v'yikwe lecho? The la'achreshem Moshe that after Moshe yitzav v'yikasha after Moshe connects. And, and binds as B'nai Yisrael, the Jewish people, with, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is the simple shot, even though we're going to see that it also means binding the Jewish people with themselves. Then the Jewish people bring to Meish Rabbeinu Shem and Zayas. That Yisrael, through their Avodah, or they add a revelation of light by Madregas Meish in the level of Meish. That's the Pshat. What does that mean? What does this mean? The fact that Meish Rabbeinu connects the Jewish people 
to the Abishta, who shuzanim farnesis emun, and what did we say that meant in the beginning of the Maimur, earlier on in the Maimur, we said that, that he nourishes their emuna, he brings the emuna into panemia, so it's part of their conscious reality, that's Meisha, connects them to who they really are, shuzanim farnesis emuna, she'emuna tiyeh, that the emuna will be noisef in addition, al kameshi mitzada giluyim de neshama, in addition to the level of amuna that exists as a result of the revealed states of the neshama. And what does that mean? Mitzad zeh, as a result of the fact, that the neshama above, roya elokus, sees elokus, meaning in addition to the fact that the neshama is connected to the ebishter by virtue of the fact that it sees elokus in Gan Eden, now, as we're sitting here, that's happening to the neshama there. In addition to that, we said that wasn't enough. Raya Mahemna brings us into, into connection to the essence of our being, Etzim and Neshama. In addition to that, Gam Mitzad Etzim and Neshama. Also Mitzad Etzim and Neshama, that's Meisha. V'yesh Lemar, one could say, parenthetically, And this is what it means, you connect the Jewish people. This language, mashma, seems to indicate that he connects themselves, meaning to each other, also, right? Not only does the does Moshe connect the Jewish people to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, Moshe is the vehicle for connecting the Jewish people to them to each other, bringing about a state of unity in the Jewish people. Why? Well, it makes perfect sense. Once we're connected to our etzim, then our etzim's one with everybody else. Ki mitzad etzim and nesham, in terms of the essence of the soul, kol Yisrael emchad, we're all one. What is it that differentiates one Jew from another? A goof. Mitzad a goofim emichulokim, 32nd chapter in Tanya, even though the Rebbe's going to talk about an even higher level here than the 32nd chapter in Tanya. But in, but the basic understanding of Abbas Yisrael is why, what, what makes the difference between one Jew and another Jew? They're goof. Goof is mechulokim, that the bodies separate us. Because mitzad the goof, we have a different abba and a different ima. But mitzad the neshama, the same abba. Avachad l'kulam. The Rebbe says, in Tanya, in Lamed Be- Beis. It's one, one father to all. So mitzad that, every yid, is a, is, a, uh, is a brother and a sister. Generally, people get along with their brothers and their sisters. They try to. Right? Okay. So that level of Avish Yisrael was the altar Rebbe talks about in Tanya. Here the Rebbe's actually talking, the Rebbe's going to explain, so I don't have to explain it now, he's going to explain it further on. He's really even talking about a higher level. All right? But simply, mitzad di etzim, we're all one. One source. There's no differentiation in etzim. Now that was parenthetical, in terms of connecting the yidden to each other, because Meshur Benu is not only that is, is, is not only the one who connects us to the Abish, he's also the one that connects us to each other, the source of, the, 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 the vehicle for bringing about Avis Yisrael. Val Yisrael. And through the Aved of Yisrael, La'ach reishen nimshach b'Yisrael. After it's been brought to the Yidin. Gilu yetzim and neshama yidei meisha. Meisha connects us to the yetzim and the neshama, but what's the basic expression of that? You've learned it in the Mimer. What's the basic, what's the most powerful expression of Raya Mahemna uh, connecting us to Etzim and Nisham? Hmm? No. I'm not now. What? Now that we define Kasi Lamar in the more specific, Messias Nefesh. 
We never talked about Mesha relative to Kasi's Lamar. We talked about Mesha relative to Mesiris Nefesh. And now we've differentiated between those two levels very, very clearly. That's Tess and Yud. Right? In the beginning of the Mimer, we didn't Kasi's Lamar and Mesiris Nefesh were one and the same thing. Right? What's Kasi's Lamar? The question of the Godless brings you to a connection to Etzim and Neshama. And what's the most powerful expression of that? Mesiris Nefesh. Who did that even more than Mesha? Mordechai. That's the beginning of the Mimer. Right? By from Tess, Yud, and now in Yud, I mean, but Tess and Yud is where it all happens. No, that's completely changed. Right? Meaning, we haven't talked about Mesha's involvement in all that. We didn't mention Mesha once in Tetz or Yud. Right? Mesha, Mordechai, they're not mentioned. What the Rebbe was explaining was the difference between, based again, based on the story you put him, the difference between the two levels of Mesiris Nefesh on one hand and Kosis Lamar on the other. And we have to understand those. I mean, that's what Tess and Yud were all about. Right? Okay. So those two different levels, Mesiris Nefesh and Kosis Lamar, where does Mesha fit in those? Oh, so it's interesting. Up until now, what did we say? Mesha is the, Mesha's the vehicle for bringing the Yid to a state of Mesiris Nefesh. The Yid himself has to bring himself to the state of Kosis Lamar. That's the Yikhoi Lech Hashem and Zayazach. Mesha connects you to the etzim of your neshamad kach that you're being that you're willing to be Mesha Nefesh. That's Dorashishi. That's the Friedeke Rebbe. That's Russia. That's everything the Rebbe talked about earlier on in the Mimer. Dorashvi. What's the next step when the Matzav and Gullus is good? The next step is to get to the level of Kasis Lamor. Now, you, it's true that you get to that through a, con, a connection to Mesha, but that's the Aved of the Yid below. Mesha takes the Yid to the, to the level of what we're now calling Mesiris Nefesh. The Yid himself has to take himself to the level of Kosis Lamar. That's V'yikoi Lechem. V'yedeya v'yedeya the Yisrael. Through the Yedeya of the Yidn. L'achreshen nimshach v'yisrael gilu yetzem and nesham al-yedei Mesha. After it's already been drawn down into the Yidn, the revelation of yetzem and nesham al-yedei Mesha. Through their Aveda, and what is that Aveda? Shegam keiches agiluim shelehem. That also their revealed powers. At siurda keiches, the nature and expression of those powers, which is what we again. This is something we talked about at length in 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 Tess and Yud. Specific, this idea specifically Yud. Right. Last week, Tess and Yud was the, the work last week. Right. That that. There's not only an expression of Mesiris Nefesh through the Jew, the Moshe we use to the Ma'avar, right? Explain the difference between a Ma'avar and a state of Hislavshus. In a Ma'avar, so the reality goes through one, it goes from A to B, through, or A to C through the agency of B, but B is not affected in any way, shape, or form by it. What was our Moshe for that? So Chaval did not remember it, not to write it down. That's just Chaval, right? You learn something in Chassidus and don't remember it. You don't write it down. So if you don't write it down, you're not going to remember it. Right? I assume in college most of the time people take notes, right? Because they actually want to remember something. Right? No? Don't remember the marshal from Avar, Mamash Chaval. The only reason I remember the mushal from Avar is because when I was taught it, I wrote it down. So I can actually teach the mushal of Mavar and Islam shoes now. Why? Because I someone taught it to me. I didn't make it up. 
Someone taught it to me when I remembered it. It's <laughs> the only way to learn anything. Okay. The Mavar was the tape machine. Tape machine. Right? The Rebbe's voice goes into the machine. The Rebbe's voice comes out of the machine on the other end. Is the machine affected by the Rebbe's voice? Not in the least. The machine does not become a chassidah right? Nothing happens to the machine. It's a ma'avar. Right? Okay. Whereas, hislavshus, the Rebbe's voice goes into a human being's intellect, is clothed in that intellect, and then the human being relates that idea to someone else. That's hislavshus. It's clothed in the intellect of the human that's going to be affected by the intellect of the human to the extent that the third person is going to hear it differently from the second person than the second person heard from the Rebbe. Now, hopefully he's going to be a, a, he's going to transmit it in, in its purest form. But he's not going to say over word for word what he heard from the Rebbe. He's going to explain the idea in terms of how his seichel understands it. Because it was mislavish in his seichel was clothed in his seichel and affected his seichel. So the idea also might be affected by his seichel, hopefully not negatively. If it's affected negatively, so then the guy can't explain it to me, so then I'm not getting very far. Right? Okay. So, a mushal for that? Well, if someone had listened to the SoundCloud of the class that we had Mavar and Yislav Shus, so then he would have heard the idea of Mavar and Yislav Shus the way I said it. If he had asked one of you guys to text, t- t- tell them about Mavar and those of you who were in class last week, Mavar and Yislav Shus, so then they wouldn't have gotten very much because you guys don't remember the idea. Why? Because it wasn't Mislavish in your cycle. I mean, it theoretically should have been, but it wasn't, so you couldn't give it over to him. So you would say, I don't know, I don't remember. So the tape machine would be more useful. Okay. But that's not always the case, right? Hopefully, I, the, the person understands it, and so when they explain it to you, they can explain it to you, and also explain it to you in a way that might be better suited for you, depending on who you are, because it might be the teacher who's talking isn't talking to you, it's talking to someone else, right? And so then, you know, whoever that you is, and then you want to take that to someone else. Okay, so you have to translate it, take it. It's now part of your intellectual reality. You're going to take it and explain it to them in the oisius, in the way that they can understand. Oh. Well, that wasn't what was happening in class. Okay, so listening to the class might not be useful for them. The ma'avar might not be so useful. What did they need? These shoes. They need you to take that idea, understand it, and bring it down to a, a, to a different level so that they could understand it. Okay. But it's not, you can't do that if it's not in your seichel. You could say over the words of the rabbi, and then they ask you a question, and you just say it louder. Because right, you can't really explain it. So when they ask you a question, you go, well, I, I said that. Go, no, whoa, 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 whoa. I know, I didn't get it. <laughs> Could you explain it to me? No. Okay. Fine. So you can't. That's okay. Why don't just say it louder. That's Mavani Slash. So now, that's not what's happening here, but we use that as a muscle for what's happening here. There's the level of Mesiris Nefesh that's like a ma'avar. Mesiris Nefesh acts through the person, but doesn't bring about a long-lasting change in the person, so when the need for Mesiris Nefesh is over, the Mesiris Nefesh disappears. Anybody remember our mushal for that also? Israeli soldiers, right? Okay. 
go find them on the street. The guys who were Mason Nefesh in a war three years ago, four years ago, Aza, Lebanon, whatever, you know, pick the war. Find them. Can't find them. Why not? But when they were in the middle of battle, they were Mason Nefesh, Mamish. Okay. Not necessarily just by virtue of the fact that they were there, also that, but meaning on a deeper level, they were Mamish. I mean, the stories were amazing. The desire of the Yidden to go. Right. Okay. People were certain units that weren't called up to Aza, so that the, the commanders were calling up the armies and my guys want to go. Right? You know, crazy things happening. The last war in Aza was just why amazing, amazing. The whole country, as the soldiers were driving south, there were <coughs> caravans of people with food, sandwiches, cakes, everything waiting. Well, they'd see a car full of soldiers, they'd flag them down, take a whole package, put it in the car, take it south. Carav- people lining the road, giving stuff to the soldiers on their way south. It's unbelievable what was going on. What does Messias Nefesh bring about? A state of Achtos, a state of unity. They're connected to what binds them, right? That's what I just said. Right? Unbelievable expressions of unity, of obviously so. Unfortunately, it happens when we have wars. I guess, I don't know, I'm not God and I'm not a Rebbe, but you don't have to be so smart to figure out that maybe if we had it without a war, we wouldn't need the wars. Hmm. I don't think you have to be God or the Rebbe to figure that one out. As someone once said, that the the Arabers, when they attack the Yidden, they scream out, Allah Akbar, God is great. Well, someone has to scream it. If we screamed it, maybe, then that wouldn't have to happen. We have to scream it more, not Allah Akbar, but make more powerful expressions of the fact that the Kaddish Baruch Hu is great and it might be less necessary for some jihadist to make that statement. So there would be less of them. Real politic is not the way to get rid of jihadists. That doesn't mean you don't kill them. <laughs> but that's not the way. They're not going to disappear because of uh, you know, who's in power. But Baruch Hashem, also it's a good things happening out there. I don't know whether you guys, you see guys, I, I mean, I also don't read Israeli media or listen to Israeli media, but there's an amazing thing happening in Israeli media right now. But somewhere that the clips are passing, you know, the, are, are, are being sent around fast and furious on, you know, WhatsApp. That's how, that's how people hear what's going on in the world, that they get a clip. So, so what's what's going on? So the the mayor of Tel Aviv, who is, um, you know, rather extremely anti-Semitic, so he um, he, he uh, forbid Chabad to put up uh, to to have uh, to fill in stands anywhere near schools in Tel Aviv, outside the schools. What? Within a, within a thousand feet of the schools. That there shouldn't be missionary work on the kids in school. So the response has just been absolutely incredible. Right? 
someone sent me a clip. It's a, it's a, it's a, one of those radio television programs. Now they have that where the guys on the radio are actually also there's a video, so you watch them talk, even though it's happening on radio, but you watch them. So someone sent me a clip. This guy, I don't know who he was. My son, sort of him. He's definitely a big friend of Chabad. Not from, you know. So he talks about the mayor. You're the best. There's no one like you. You're the best. Do you know how many people are putting on tefillin because you, like an idiot, are telling people not to? Do you know how many people you've made at the front? God bless you. You're going to eat and no one can describe the guy. This guy's not religious, right? No beard, no yarmulke, nothing. He said that... Yeah, the Gan Eden that you're going to get is bigger than anybody can imagine because you have made tefillin the focus of the whole Jewish people in Eretz Israel. that's all. And we're going to put up... Then he, he starts on a campaign. He starts called. He used to work for certain mayors. And he lives in the Haifa area. So he was a spokesman for... I mean, he's, he's a media guy, right? So now he's on radio, television, whatever. So he's a spokesman for a number of mayors. So he knows the politicos in the Haifa area. He started calling them up. He goes for break, and then he comes back. You know, you don't see the break, obviously. And then and he comes back. He says, oh, I've just talked to three mayors. There will now be a tefillin stand in front of the city hall in Kiryat Atta, Kiryat Ono. He names the towns that he's talked to, names the mayors. He said, I'm going to name every mayor who, who agrees to have a tefillin stand in front of his city hall. He'll be named on this program. Every mayor who, did, who won't let it, he'll also be named on this program. We're, and then there's another clip of the same guys. All now there's a bunch of guys hanging around, non-religious guys. They've decided. I think they, I think they went out on Friday, or they're going out next Friday. I don't know when they. How I saw the clip on Friday, so I don't know when they decided this on television. Israeli television. They're making. They're having. They're sitting around and they're schmoozing. All these guys. Not one from guy in the lot, right? Even though one of them's talking about, oh. That day in the week when I put on tefillin and I have those marks on my arm, the whole day is different. How could they take tefillin away from the Jewish people? Then another guy says, Hevra, not religious, this guy. He says, Hevra, come with me, quarter to seven, Rosh Chaydesh, Davin at the Kotel with me. Your whole life will change. I'm telling you, your whole life will change. And they go, yeah, okay, we're in. They're all going to the Kotel. Next Rosh Chaydesh, quarter to seven. This is happening on television, right? These guys sitting around, they're all Likudnikim, right? That's, that's, these are the Likudnikim in the world, right? These are BB's guys. So, so, so then, then they decide, these guys all decide together, we're opening up Duchanim of Tefillin, we're going out, we're going to open up, they get a phone call from a lawyer on, on the, on, while they're on television, they get a phone call from a lawyer, he's representing anybody for free who gets a ticket for, for, uh, for having a Tefillin somewhere where it's not allowed to be. They're talking about, they're talking about, uh, they, they mentioned that cauldron called uh, the state of Israel. Whatever that is. What? Yeah, what? Yeah, crucible, whatever. It is. Things bubbling away. So, Baruch Hashem. Kossi Lamar. You touch the button of a Yid, the wrong button, all of a sudden, the Yiddishkeit just... Are you kidding? You're taking filling it. You should have seen these guys. Like, you know, these big, huge, huge guys. One, the guy talking most had the bald head. You know, with a bald head, see, like big muscles, wearing a t shirt. Filling! Don't you take away filling! Looking at the guy, watching it. Who's this guy? So evidently he's known. My son said, oh yeah, he's, he's like a known guy. They, they all know him. He's very into Chabad, so he's pushing Lubavitch, Lubavitch, Lubavitch. Right? So interestingly enough, 
And who's that all connected to? This wasn't the reason I brought it up, but it's very interesting. Chabad, 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 Chabad. Who's that? It's the Rebbe. <laughs> right? who's, who's behind all this? Right? Getting all these people to think this way and react this way. To... The Rebbe. It's wild. Absolutely wild. Baruch Hashem. I mean, you listen, you just, there's nothing like Am Yisrael. They are the most, just the wildest create and creation ever. There's nothing close. So, that's all, that's, that, 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 one guy said, we're going to put up a tefillin booth everywhere in the country. And the, guy, the mayor's name is Ron something. So we're going to put up a tefillin. And so when Ron, whatever his last name is, wherever he goes, he's going to see. We're going to make sure Ron, what's his last name? I don't know, doesn't matter. Ron, we're going to make sure that there's totafot bene necha everywhere you go. You're going to see totafot bene necha. All you'll see is Jews putting on tefillin. On a, a, a college campus in Tel Aviv, a, a michlala. Uh, this is michlalot, not like the big universities, but the, you know, smaller colleges in all over the country, right? So, so one of the main ones in Tel Aviv. So the student body. Uh, there was a guy on again, not from kid, not from a college student. He and a bunch of students organized a tefillin stand in the in the main area in the college in Tel Aviv. That it should be. On the college premises, not a thousand feet away. On the college premises, there's a there's a tefillin stand manned by non, I mean, so-called non-religious college students. None of them has a yarmulke on, and they they have a tefillin stand, and they're putting tefillin. He said hundreds of people came up to all the kids came up and put on tefillin <laughs> in the middle of the college. Why? Because the mayor said what he said. So they're saying, Mayor, you are the best. Keep saying it because you you can't imagine how many people are putting on tefillin because of you. <laughs> non-religious kids in college putting up a tefillin stand and getting other non-religious kids to put on tefillin. I mean, it must be the most bizarre scene in the world. Right? I, my, wife, I, it, 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 my wife was watching it while I was driving, so I could hear it. So I don't know whether there's a picture, you know, it, there's a video of them actually doing that, but he was being interviewed by these guys on, on their television program. They're all ranting and raving about tefillin. They're going to take over. There's, there's a revolution, right? All these guys are going to revolt and make a tefillin revolution in, in, in the country. Wonder what's behind all that, right? Can't you see the Rebbe smiling? <coughs> Watching it all happen. All because of some dumb mayor who's trying to, you know, please the most extreme of his constituents. Right? Amisol is not interested. They're just not interested in that. So let's go back to the Mimer. Is that Mitzirah Nefesh or Kossi Slamar? I don't know. I guess it's Mitzirah Nefesh because it's brought about, brought about by some external force that's trying to take something away. So you see that the, that the Yid fights back with a level of connection to the Abishta that he doesn't usually show day by day. And, and, if, uh, and, and it, when it blows over, right? so then what? I mean, chas v'shalom, chas v'shalom, we're still in Golis, and it blows over, then what? 
everybody will revert back to normal. And he'll stop talking about filling on his radio show. Right? That doesn't mean he doesn't put it on all the time. Right? He was talking about putting it on once a week. He says he puts it on once a week. Right? So at least once a week I put on tefillin. And he said that day that I have the strap, that the marks on my arm is always the best day of the week. Now, why he doesn't do it six days a week, I don't know. But okay, Seder. But he does it one day a week. He'll make sure that he puts on tefillin. And it's always at a Chabad tefillin stand. He says it's usually in Canyon Azrieli in Haifa. I don't know where that is, but I guess there's some big Canyon up there. And, and, and there's, a, there's a Chabad tefillin stand. He says that's where he does it. That's usually where he ends up putting on tefillin with the Chabadnikim. He loves the Chabadnikim. This guy just loves them. Right? Haifa, which is, you know, has always been the, it's the only city, the only major city in the country where there's bus service on Shabbos. Because right? there was before the, before 48, so, you know, wherever there was before 48 stayed, and wherever there wasn't, also stayed. That was called the status quo. That's what happened when they <coughs> established the state. Right? So that's all, that's all an explosion of a Yid's essential connection to the Abishter. And every now and then you see it, and it's just, it's very powerful. Very powerful. <coughs> and through the Aved of the Jewish people, and this is the level of Kosis, after it's been drawn down in the Jewish people, Gilu Yetzim and the Shamal Yidei Mesha, the revelation of Yetzim and the Shamal Yidei Mesha, because that's Mesha, that's Rai Mehemna. But that, the Rebbe explained in the beginning of the Mimer, is mostly Mesir's Nefesh. Shagam Keiches HaGiluyim Shalem, also the, uh, the revealed powers of the Yid. Hatsiur Da Keiches, as we explained in Tess and Yud, mostly in, in Yud on the previous page. <coughs> The difference between Messiris Nefesh and, and Kosi's Lamar, which we went over at the beginning of Shir again, Tesson Yud, outside. That that difference between being, so to speak, the Ma'avar for the expression of Etzim and Neshama, as opposed to a level of Hislavshus of Etzim and Neshama, that a person is affected, their conscious reality is affected by, by and changes forever by the revelation of Etzim and Neshama, and the Rebbe just explained to us this morning that that's two that we saw, the last thing we saw on Thursday and the first thing we saw this morning, the little paragraph at the top of this page, that that's the, the, the two different levels in Etzim and Neshama. The, the level of Yechid Nefesh, which is the source of the four levels but stands beyond them and above them and is defined in that way. And then the higher level of the level of Etzim and Neshama, there's Mushrash Ba'atzmus that's, that's, that's completely rooted in the essence of a Kodesh Baruch and is one with that and completely beyond any definition and any limitation. That's, that's the source of Kosis Lamar. <coughs> so Meish Rabbeinu brings us into connection to Etzim and Neshama such that we're Meish Nefesh. And the Yid then brings that down through his Aveda. The Yid has to do something beyond that which Meisha does. He brings a higher level of light to this state that Meisha brought about. Shagam keiches agiluim shalem. Atziur da keiches. Yiumatimim will be in line la'etzim and the with the essence of the soul. They'll, they'll be changed, affected. Al through this, Nasa Yisarin Vaisafa. There's brought about an addition. Two languages of addition. Yisarin Milashin Yoter, more. Vaisafa. It's to add. Bebechinus Etzim and the Shama, the level of Etzim and the Shama. 
שנמשכו ונסגלת בהם, that it's drawn down and revealed in them, על ידי מישה. And that's ויכוי לכו. Meisha, you connect the Jewish people, you connect the Jewish people to the essence of their being, and that brings them to a state of serious nefesh. They, through their Aveda, have to internalize this even more deeply, and that's V'yichwe Lecha Shemen Zayazach. That brings to that level which Meisha connects us to an even higher expression. That's Kosi Slamar. That's Pshat. Wow. And, and we understand that, having learned the mind. That's why this mimer is a life changer. Through this, it's revealed the true source of a, of a yid, as it's rooted in atzmas. Not the level of etzim and neshama that is the source of the other four levels of neshama and stands above them, but the level of etzim and neshama which is absolutely one and in, in this, indivisible from the Eibishter, <coughs> the essence of the Eibishter, and that's the essence of every level of neshama. And that can be expressed in every level of the soul, and that can become the panemius, that is the panemius, but can be revealed as the panemius of every level of soul. Also the, the, the revealed levels down here. And that's called Kasis Lamar. And that's our generation. Sixth generation, the generation of the Rebbe is Kosis Lamar, is the crushedness of Golas brought out a level of Messiris Nefesh in the Yidden. That's the sixth generation. The seventh generation, the Rebbe's generation, is when the Rebbe is imploring the people to internalize their connection to the Ebrister Ad Kach, that they reach the level of Yikwe Lech Hashem and Zayazach, and their Kosis Lamar is based on the fact <coughs> Kosis Lamar comes after Yikwe Lech in the Pasuk. Which is what the Rebbe also asked. Right? Why does it come after? Why doesn't it say, Atat is Bnei Yisrael, Kosis Lamar? No, because that's Messir's Nefesh. Kosis Lamar, that's V'yichoi Lech Hashem and Zayazach, that they bring to you through their Aveda. They come to a state of an inability to accept the existence of Golis because all they want is the Ebershtud to be revealed. Yiddishkeit is not about me being better and my my spiritual elevation and my spiritual development and my spiritual this and my spiritual that and my this and my that. Yiddishkeit is about the Abish that wants to be revealed in Elam Hazah and we're the vehicles for that. That's who we are. That's what life is. Okay? It's a completely different life. Completely different. So that what what will happen because of that? Well, if a person's worried about their spiritual development, they're certainly not going to move to Tucson, Arizona to take care of some Jews because there's a place in the middle of nowhere where God isn't revealed. Not to even talk about Chandler. <laughs> right? Where? Right? Yesterday I had to get an Aliyah. Yesterday, I'm very, very happy. I must say, it was one of, I had an amazing Shabbos for bringing with the Rebbe's, the Rebbe's uh, daughters. 70, 18-year-old Lubavitcher girls who are all the Rebbe's daughters, and we sat and forbringed until late at night and all day, Shabbos day. It's the revolution that women sit and forbring all day. It's amazing, Shabbos. So one of the things I had to do, I had to leave the forbringing with them. I told them, you have to tell me when it's 4.30 so I can leave in the afternoon. At 4.30, I have to leave. So why? Because I have to go get an aliyah. Why do I have to go get an aliyah? I'm very proud to say I had to go get an aliyah for my daughter. So my, my, my sons were kidding, said, oh, you married your daughter off to a lowlife. 
said, why? Well, he doesn't get an aliyah for his wife. Usually, yeah, you say, right? A parent gets aliyah for their children until they're old enough, boys old enough to get their own aliyah. I don't get aliyahs for my sons now. They get their own before their birthday, right? An aliyah before their birthday. My daughters, I don't, I don't have, I don't get aliyah for my daughters. Their, their husbands do it. I, I'm, I'm out of the picture, right? You know, like you're learning about it, right? I'm out of the picture. I don't get her mercy a dime either, right? Okay, so I don't have to get an aliyah. Oh, I have one daughter, married daughter. I still have to get an aliyah. Why? Oh, so my kids were kidding me like that. We have four sons in Sfas, so we're all sitting around for bringing, oh, look, he married her off to such a low life. Look at that. He doesn't even get an aliyah for his wife. Why not? Because they're in Shlichus in a place where they don't have a minion for Shabbos yet. Right? <laughs> so they accuse no at least I'm still getting Aliyah for my daughter and her children. Right? Anytime there's a birthday in that family. So I get an Aliyah. Why? Well, because Zaidi hangs around in a place where there's enough Jews to have a minion. Right? Okay, so I must say I'm rather proud of that. I'd, I'd love them to get a minion. That would be amazing if they could put that together, but it's pretty hard. When I was there for six days when they had the baby in ER, so, so they got a minion together. I was saying, God, they got a minion together every day. Shachas min chamar. It was amazing, unbelievable. But it was, it was like pulling teeth, getting 10 people to show up every day. I mean, you know, obviously min chamar was together. Well, Tucson's a little, come on, Tucson is a little more Yiddish guy than Karen's Australian. <laughs> I mean, there probably is a shul in Tucson, right? Okay. But getting a minion together is like yeah. There's no daily minion in Tucson? There Anywhere? Is, but getting a minion together is like pulling Okay, but there's a daily minion. Okay, it might be hard, but there is such a thing. A Shabbos, I'm sure there's probably a couple, no? A is there an Orthodox synagogue? Of yeah, sure. Ah, but he runs the Orthodox shul, he doesn't and run a Kabbalah? Yeah, Ah. So in other words, Rabbi Shemta doesn't have a Chabad so he has a minion. He's, he's involved in the Orthodox shul in town. No, he's got his own... He basically took over the young Israel Ah, okay. But then there's also another shul that's... So you're talking about a, a center of Jewish activity. I mean, this is like unbelievable. There's a shul you go to and a shul you wouldn't set foot in. I mean, that's great. Right, okay, so that's, that's already a Jewish town. Cairns? Nothing. There's now a Jewish school in Cairns. Now, an official Jewish school in Cairns, it was opened up, you know, last week. Last week, I think it was the first week. Last week, yeah. Maybe the week before, I don't remember. Monday, the last week of the week before, they opened up a little, uh, you know, an official little state. They had something happening in their, in their living room a couple of days. But now they have five days a week, kids coming, some Jewish kids coming to a little school in Cairns. They cleaned out their garage, they fixed it up, put air conditioning in, and they have this little school in the garage. It's unbelievable. Okay. Jewish town, it's a Jewish school. <coughs> All the Jews went to a Presbyterian or some, I don't know, there's some school over there on the road, some church school, that's where all the Jewish kids were. That's what there was. <coughs> I read recently in, in New Zealand, there's a little Chabad house in a town called Combination of Both Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. It's the funniest thing. Yes. Chabad of Church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. CC. Friendly. Yeah. Yes. Right. There's a town in Texas that has a worse name. Yeah. Uh, also has a Jewish school. My brother was actually offered a job there 35, 40 years ago. He said, I can't move there. You can't tell a person where you're from. Where are you from? I don't know. Texas. Yeah. CC, Texas. Ulahara, let's see if we can go a couple more lines. 
Ulaer to explain in brackets. Now the Rebbe is going to explain that this level. <coughs> Now, how things work, we don't know, right? Because we're not, uh, we don't live berume shalaylam. We don't live in the, in, the, in the highest places of spiritual reality in the world. But all of this, this is the last mimer the Rebbe gave us before the Rebbe disappeared. What's this mimer all about? That we have to bring ourselves to that level. Mesha takes us to a certain place and we have to take ourselves to the next place. And that next place is the place that brings Mashiach because that's the place of being in, 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 absolutely it, where it's impossible <coughs> to accept the existence of goals. Wild. Rabbi gave us this mimer. Okay. See you later. We'll stop. We'll stop in two minutes. We really will stop on time, wherever we are here. But now, the, parenthetically, the Rebbe explains, as we said earlier, that this also brings about actually an even greater level of achdus than the level that is explained in Perak Lamed Beis and Tanya. A parenthetical statement in the middle here. Liar to explain. Shall <coughs> through this level of kosei zlamar b'nisvasef? It's added not only the yid's connection to the Abishter. Also, the unity of the Jewish people themselves. The unity of the Jewish people, Al Yadeya, Etzim and Neshama, that comes through Etzim and Neshama, that's revealed in them when it is when he is is like That's the first level. Right? There's that level of which we talked about earlier today, and we've been talking about for the last week. That's Tesin Yud. Right, that's the first level called Mesiris Nefesh. Something additional, so to speak. Velochain, therefore, Achdus Yisrael Zu, this level of unity, He al Yedei, is through, and this is what's explained in the 32nd chapter of Tanya. Sho'esim Nafsham Iker Begufam Tofel. That they make their soul the, the essence and their body secondary. That's the 32nd level in Tanya, and if a person does that, so then the level that separates one Yid from another Yid, which is the Guf, is secondary, and what connects them? They're neshama, because they why? Because they share avinu echad, right? Share share av echad lekulanu. They have one one father in heaven. <coughs> oh, but this level, the Rebbe says, valyadei gilu etzim and neshama. But through, and that level, Mesha reveals. But through gilu etzim and neshama, kameshi mushreshes baatzmus. But through the level of etzim and neshama, as it's rooted in atzmus, which is the second level, which again, tes and yud. And Yudalef, what we learned about in the last three chapters, which is the level of Kosis Lema'or, I'm sorry, Al Yedei Gilu Yetzim and Neshama, the second level of Etzim that the Rebbe taught us about since Ois Tes, Kameshi Mushreshes Vatzmus, as it's rooted in Atzmus, Shal Yedei Zed, that through this level of revelation, Gamatzir de Kechis also the reality of the revealed powers of the soul, he Chadima Etzim is one with the Etzim. It's not that there's an Etzim and then revealed levels. An Etzim might work through revealed levels, but they're not, they don't become one with the Etzim. They don't change. Oh, but Kosis Lamar is that the person's whole being is completely and totally one with Elokus. Ha'achdus Yisrael, so therefore the unity of the Jewish people, he bechol inyonim shalem, he's in all matters of them. Gam b'inyonim ashayachim leguf, even those things that are shayach to a guf. 
It's not that they have to put the goof aside in order to reach a state. The goof is also part of this absolute, complete, and total oneness with the Abish because there's nothing else. That's Kosi's Lamar. That's ultimately the, 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 the message of Matan Torah. The first half of the debris are all Benadam Lamakim. The second half of the debris are, it has to come down into the most mundane physical reality. Don't, don't murder, adultery, kidnapping. The most basic, low reality imaginable. <coughs> and then what's this week all about? Kashmir's, Mishpatim. It's all about Kashmir's. Bring Yelakus into Gashmis. Then you know you've, you've, you've reached the state where Yelakus is penetrating all of reality, and that's what the Torah is all about. And that's why Yisra had to come in order for the Torah to be brought down into this world. Amazing secret, the was the Rebbe say, Yisra, Yisra, what did Yisra hear about in order to come? First Rashi in, the, in last week's Parsha? Yeah, Two things, right? Splitting of the sea. Splitting of the sea and? The war against, the war against Amalek, right? The war, it doesn't say the victory, the war. The Rebbe asked, why, why the war? Why not the victory? And why Dafka those things? We haven't gotten to the victory yet. Well, okay. That's your answer. Right? <laughs> the Rebbe says a slightly different answer. I mean, that doesn't mean there's no question, right? Okay, so the Rebbe says a different answer. On some level, we did, we did beat them, right? But that isn't, what, that isn't what... I mean, at that point, we did beat them all. We didn't wipe them out, you're right. But we did beat them. We won that war, Right? Won that battle at least, but the the Rebbe says an amazing thing. Yisrael is a Kayan Midian. He's a he's an Eved of Edezara. He's the ultimate Eved of Edezara. Okay, w- 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 he looks at the Yid and then he sees. Oh, what's Torah all about? Torah is all about connecting the spiritual realms and physical realms. So, godliness has to penetrate down into the lowest level of reality. So, where did he think that happened? Kriyas Yamsuf. What's Kriyas Yamsuf? The Almadis Gaya, Almadis Kasi becomes Almadis Gaya. The hidden world, the sea, becomes the revealed world, land. What does that represent? That higher hidden levels of godliness become revealed in the lower physical world. That's what Kriyas Yamsuf is all about. That's why it was the greatest revelation that had ever been up until that point. Right? That the, that the simple maidservant on the Yam had a greater revelation of godliness than Yechezkel and Novi. So, so too, Chazal, that's what Chazal said. Right? Oh, so what did you said? Oh, so it's been brought about. The synthesis of higher level and lower level has been brought about. What happens immediately afterwards? A Amalek. The war with the Amalek. What does Yisra realize? If there could still be an Amalek, then it hasn't happened. Because it hasn't penetrated into the world enough. And he's the vehicle for bringing about that because he represents an even lower state that Torah has to come down to that state that Yisra represents. Not that Yisra himself is low. Yisra himself is an amazing guy especially after he does tshuva, because it's the advantage of the light that comes from the darkness. Yisra represents the greatest darkness that is now connected to the light. So when Yisra says, now I know now I know that, that your God is the, is the God of all gods because I've tasted all of Aveda Zarah. And Yisra is the one who says, Baruch Hashem. And Chazal say that until Yisra came, the Yidin never said Baruch Hashem. How can you say that? They just sang a song in the sea, thanking God for a miracle. How can you say they never said Baruch Hashem? What's the word baruch? Lamshich, to draw down. Baruch atayur.